Benign Prosthetic Hyperplasia, BPH Definition Benign prosthetic hyperplasia is a non-malignant adenomatous overgrowth of the periurethral, transitional or central zone prostate gland. Epidemiology of benign prosthetic hyperplasia It affects about 70% of men by the age 60 and surpasses 90% of men by the age 80. Family history of first-degree relatives is found in 90% of the cases. Moderate to severe symptoms occur in about a third of the patients. And the prostate increases in volume by 2.4 cm cubed per year on average from 40 years of age. Pathophysiology of benign prosthetic hyperplasia The pathophysiology is not well understood yet. But men castrated before puberty do not develop benign prosthetic hyperplasia when they age, which supports the androgen theory. Excessive androgen leads to overgrowth of both stromal and glandular elements. DHT, which is synthesized in the stromal cells, plays a major role. The stromal cells predominate the hyperplasia, which occurs in the periurethral lobes, the lateral and median lobes, leading to compression of the urethra, which leads to more bladder outflow obstruction, which presents then as low urinary tract symptoms. Patients also have increased sensitivity to DHT. In addition to that, activation of alpha-1 adrenergic receptors of the prostate and bladder lead to smooth muscle contraction, which leads to further exacerbation of the obstructive clinical symptoms. Put in mind that benign prosthetic hyperplasia does not progress to prostate cancer. The clinical presentation of benign prosthetic hyperplasia. There are lower urinary tract symptoms that are related to storage and some that are related to voiding. Symptoms related to storage include 1. Frequency 2. Nocturia 3. Dysuria 4. Urgency 5. Urge and 6. Incontinence Symptoms related to voiding include 1. Hesitancy 2. Weak stream, 3. Intermittency, 4. Straining, and 5. Post-void dribbling. Diagnosis of benign prosthetic hyperplasia 1. The International Prostate Symptom Score, which is a score we use to assess the symptoms and quality of life. It includes a list of questions that need to be answered with one of the following. Not at all with a score of 0 less than one time in five with a score of one, less than half the times with a score of two, around half the times with a score of three, more than half the times with a score of four, and almost always with a score of five. First question, do you have a sensation of not emptying your bladder completely after you finish urinating? Question two, do you have to urinate again less than two hours after you finished urinating? Question three, do you stop and start several times when you urinate? Question 4. How often is it difficult to postpone urination? Question 5. Do you have a weak urinary stream? And question 6. Do you often have to push or strain to begin urination? An additional question should be answered with one of the following. Never, with a score of 0, 1 time, with a score of 1, 2 times, with a score of 2, three times with a score of three, four times with a score of four, and five times with a score of five. The question is, how many times do you get up to urinate from the time you go to bed at night until you get up in the morning?
The final score is calculated as 0 to 7 equals mild, 8 to 19 equals moderate, and 20 to 35 equals severe. Number 2 in the diagnosis of benign prostatic hyperplasia is the digital vector exam. This will reveal an enlarged prostate. Upon examination, a smooth, firm, and diffused enlargement of the prostate is found. Number 2. Transrectal ultrasonography, which is not indicated for the initial evaluation of uncomplicated LUTS, but is used to assess the size of the prostate. Number 3. Urodynamics, which is useful for objective assessment of obstruction. Number 4. Blood tests, which includes prostate-specific antigen tests to screen for prostate cancer. Benign prostatic hyperplasia does not cause prostate cancer, but men at risk of benign prostatic hyperplasia are also at risk of cancer. In benign prostatic hyperplasia, the prostate-specific antigen, or PSA, is usually less than 10 nanograms per milliliter. Other blood tests include BUN, electrolytes, and creatinine. They are not routinely done, but are useful to assess the renal function in patients who have a high post-void residual, a palpable bladder, or nocturnal enuresis, or recurrent UTI, or a history of renal stones. Other tests are urinalysis and urine cultures, and they are done to rule out infections and hematuria. Management of benign prosthetic hyperplasia. First, lifestyle modification to decrease caffeine and alcohol intake and to decrease water consumption before bedtime. Second, watchful waiting, used for patients with mild to moderate symptoms. Third, the list of medications. 1. The non-selective alpha-1 receptor blockers, tirazosine. Mechanism of action, it relaxes the smooth muscles in the prostate and bladder neck, opposing the alpha-1 adrenoreceptor-mediated prostate growth and relieving the symptoms of obstruction. It also blocks the alpha-1b receptor blockers on blood vessels. Side effects include postural hypotension in normotensive patients, headache and nasal congestion. Medication number 2. Selective alpha-1A receptor blockers, tamzilicine. Mechanism of action, used in normotensive patients as its mechanism of action is to block the alpha-1A receptors in the smooth muscles of the prostate and bladder and not the receptors on the smooth muscles of blood vessels and thus not causing postural hypotension. Medication number three, five alpha reductase inhibitors. Mechanism of action, inhibits the conversion of testosterone to DHT, which has a higher affinity in the prostate. Side effects include decreased libido, erectile dysfunction, and gynecomastia. The last resort in benign prosthetic hyperplasia is a surgical approach, which is reserved for patients with severe symptoms that are recalcitrant to medications. This includes a list of options. 1. Transurethral resection of the prostate, or TURP, T-U-R-P, 2. Holiminium laser enucleation and 3. Open prostatectomy. Complications of benign prostatic hyperplasia include recurrent urinary tract infections. The presence of residual urine in the bladder due to chronic obstruction increases the risk. Another complication is hydronephrosis. Severe benign prostatic hyperplasia leads to complete urinary obstruction with resultant painful distension of the bladder. 
If untreated, it could lead to hydronephrosis and postrenal failure.